Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hanging Out with Howie. Uh, yeah, we've been having a little fun here before we started recording. Um, tonight's show um, is going to be on resilience. Um, you know, facing uh, resilience in the face of adversity was the title. And I got this from watching 60 Minutes last night, the Rita Moreno interview. And I've always been a big fan of hers. And she is one of only three artists in the world and in history to have EGOT. And that is winning an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, as well as, you know, a great dancer. And during the interviews, you know, she had started out in the 50s and she experienced a lot of racism and so forth. And she was, you know, cast in, you know, pejorative um, parts early on in her career. But she persevered. That was one of her hallmarks was her perseverance. Now, towards the end of the, the interview, uh, she was asked, well, did that make you tough? And she said, no. I'm not tough, I'm not hard, and I'm not bitter. She said, I'm resilient. And that really impressed me. So I had to look this, I looked this up to see what I, you know, I had a pretty good idea what resilience is, but according to the dictionary, resilience is the capacity to overcome quickly from difficulties. And I thought, wow. We we do this, you know, often, and certainly this panel here has seen their share of uh, difficulties uh, as of late. So, Brian, I'm I gotta go to you first. I got to. You are one of the most resilient people I've met. I'm a cockroach. Cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hard to kill. You are hard to kill. <laughs> Is there a question in there? <laughs> yeah. What What do you think about, you know, resilience as, as far it, it, I mean, in our case, it doesn't have to necessarily be about, you know, our physical difficulties, <laughs> but I mean, we run into things like this, uh, you know, just, you know, in business uh, or, you know, or entertainment uh, in itself. Okay. Well, you know, in general, I think Jay and I have had this conversation where it's relative. So mm -hmm. if you've had a real good and then something rotten happens to you, you tend to fall apart. Whereas, you know, if you clawed your way up and you've been, you know, kicked in the nads enough times, little things that have, you know, some things that may seem big to some people could be, you know, little to you. It's all relative, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. what have you been through? So, you know, I know a lot of people have had it really well, everything's been fine. And one little thing happens and they fall apart mm. or maybe something big happens and they fall apart. Well, Howie, you and I have talked about this. Yes, we have. So I, I think it's relative to what you've, you know, what you've been through and what you've been able to overcome in the past. And, and don't discount any little hurdle that you, that you clear 
every little hurdle counts. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you say, I don't know that it necessarily makes you tough, but it makes you resilient. And yeah, yeah, no, no stranger to that. Well, since you've talked to Jay about it, Jay, what's your take on this? You know, I think there's always got to be that sense of looking forward. And, you know, everyone here has had tough times and we've handled it the way we've handled it. And, you know, all of us have a certain gene of, oh, man, when it's going tough, I'm going to let the whole world know because I need that to inspire me. And then there are other people that get run silent, run deep. And they're very like, you don't even know that hurting. And, you know, uh, our buddy CB are the initials, Brian, that I would never know anything bad was going on with him out near me. And all of a sudden it's like, but then he would bounce back and do stuff. And I, I just think it's, you know, everyone's got their own methodology behind it. I think you have to always kind of look at it from a perspective of, you know, this may sound mean, but hope's not a plan. No. Hope is not a plan. The enemy always gets a vote. So and if you're going up against something, that something always has something it can do to you. And you just have to kind of go through it. I heard a quote the other day that's not very long. And I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to give it to you guys really quick. And it's hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. And Mm. I think it speaks to the resilience of, you know, I've never heard Brian complain once. And I mean, I've been with him when he's had 15-hour days where I probably wouldn't have been as nice as he was at the end of it. And I probably would have let people know, you know, hey, God damn it, look at me. I've had these problems. You need to back off. And he'll come back with these great little, so he becomes inspirational. And I think resilience is often based on your ability to see others' inspiration and kind of draw away from them a little bit and then Mm -hmm. put it into your pocket of resilience. Mm -hmm. You know, and you just, the only way through it sometimes is through it. You know, it'd be great to just go, oh, screw it, I'm going to move and get this and that. I, I, think, I think we're all, as DJs, put in a position where every event we do, there's an opportunity for catastrophic failure. And every mm-hmm. event you've done up until that moment could be wiped out. So I think we're very quick on our feet. I think we're very fast to make solutions out of thin air. And let's face it, if everyone in the room thinks you're in charge, they'll follow you. And whatever you choose mm-hmm. to do, they'll view it as the right thing to do. I think that's part of our DNA as DJs. Yeah, I, I think that's true um, about people following you because there used to be a game we would play, kind of like Brian's You Got a Dollar. We would get together and I'd say, come here, Harry, just look up, trust me. So we're looking up, looking up. And then pretty soon, everybody starts looking up. You see that? Oh, my gosh. And next thing you know, there's 50, 100 people looking up at nothing. We're just goofing on them. But you're right about that. Yeah, <laughs> people follow. I Somebody came to me a while back and gave me a great little short thing. And they said, if I promise you, if I guarantee you will not fail, what would you do different when you wake up tomorrow? And it's a great thing in your head to kind of just start the day with, wow, it's like replacing have to with get to. I have to go to this wedding. I get to go to this wedding. (laughs) 
I have to go to Howie's show. You know, no, I, I don't have to. I get to. There's mm-hmm. a huge sense of, you know, I don't have to take a sip of this wine, but I get to. You know, things like that. Oh, I'm just saying. Wow. Now, Eric, we're not going to leave you for last, but we didn't take you first. You go, oh, yeah, I, I don't want everybody to get my ideas. <laughs> but I do you like were to go in first. a very <laughs> difficult spot. You were in a difficult spot almost two years ago. You know what? We, we've hashed this out, and that, that horse is dead and is buried now. And I love that. I love that. Happened. that. I love that. And I'll that tell you what. You. A couple things that I'm going to bank on what these guys just said. Brian saying, when this first happened, it, it was pretty devastating to me. Brian took it smooth sailing because he had been through something even more catastrophic with his, his stroke. And he was just mm-hmm. like, okay, it's, it's a hurdle. Yes. To him, mm-hmm. it was a small hurdle. To me, it was a big hurdle. And so you can't mm-hmm. discount that, that it was it's a small hurdle to him. But, yeah. mm-hmm. but again, you know, it, it was a hurdle. Um, mm-hmm. Something that Jay had said, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a quote as well. I never said it would, e- it would be easy, but I said it would be worth it. In this mm-hmm. business, we're all pretty much type A personalities. Yes, we do like to think that we know everything. But guess what? Look around this room. We aren't the smartest b- group of guys, are we? That's, that's <laughs> no. Yeah. Just by looking at us. But we no. actually are pretty good at what we do. I think that are all of us self-employed, right? This is all that we do, right? Yeah. All of us in here. Yeah. 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 No. Or related so, to, yeah. We, we have to succeed and we will do whatever it takes. And so, mm-hmm. and Howie, when you posted this and said overcoming and being resilient, the first thing that came to my mind said, okay, what do I do to help me become that person? And I'll tell you, I'm going to look around the room once again, making friends in this business is absolutely paramount. You have to have friends because as much as you think we know everything, we don't know everything. And there's always someone who knows a little bit more or is a little bit better than us. So to me, making friends in this business is what being resilient is, is all about to me. If I have an issue or situation or problem that I can't solve, I know I've got one of you guys out there to help me. And so mm. to me, that's, uh, that, that's extremely important to have that in my life. And that helps me become more resilient. Wow, that's a really good point. Very good point. Yep. Bill, we're going we're gonna to have you up next. You got anything on that? I, I think a lot of it is is you know it, you build it up as you go. I mean, we keep using Brian kind of as our poster boy here, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, in some ways, you know, yeah, he's he in in the most recent time he has had a tough road. Um, you know, we learned a while back that somebody that we all know, um, you know, went went through a pretty tough road and I, I think I think your past defines your your present and your future as well and so the person you've become is because of the things you went through um, you know I, there's been a lot of things but I'm just going to put this in, in a simple DJ perspective I can't be at an event and 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 not succeed I mean, that's just my mentality. And, you know, I've, I've had a wedding where suddenly I had a gut-wrenching pain I'd never felt before. Someone said, oh, does it feel like labor? And I said, yeah. And they said, oh, you got kidney stones. <laughs> right in the middle of a wedding. I had just introduced the bride and groom. I finished the wedding. 
you know? I mean, you just, you just do it. You suck it up, Buttercup. But sometimes, you know, that's easy to say when it's, you know, when it's not you going through it. So all the respect in the world for the people who have way tougher lives than I've had. But, you know, until you've thrown bales of hay in the 110 degrees in a hayloft that's 120 degrees, you know, maybe your perspective is skewed based on what you know and what you don't know. Mm. And maybe none of that made sense because as I oh, said, it did. It did. It did. Oh, sure. It did. I got it. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? Just I, I, I don't am. want to interrupt, but what Bill said made me think immediately, you know what we mm. all are in this room? We're all responsible for ourselves. Like we don't go somewhere mm-hmm. during the day where we've got five layers of bosses who can mm-hmm. take hits and make decisions. We're the ultimate decision maker. We we guide our own destiny. And at the end of the mm-hmm. day, if it didn't go well, it ultimately comes down to what we didn't do or what we did do. There's no greater high than having a great wedding because it was on me. And when a wedding mm-hmm. doesn't go right, guess what? That's on me too. And I have to learn so I don't repeat that same mistake. So mm-hmm. I totally agree with what Bill's saying. Yeah, I think that's what Brian and I say this often. We sometimes have to put on our stage health. And then, you know, we're done. Maybe we got to go lay down somewhere. (laughs) John Colley from Boston, where I'm going to be seeing you next Monday. I saved you for last because you're quite the resilient person. I've actually worked with you and we've worked through some difficulties and uh, we pulled off the show. We, we got our show done. And to, to speak to the whole idea of where resiliency comes from, you know, we didn't start out that way. We, we were made this way. Mm-hmm. You know, we face the opposition. You know, we, we don't always take no for the first answer. Sometimes we got to push our way through a couple of doors. But you know, to get to the level of experience, it, and it's, without saying that it toughens you up, it makes you approach each situation with a little more unique perspective. You, you're more creative. You know, if, if something didn't work in one respect, you, you try the approach a little differently. You know, we have to do a lot of convincing, a lot of negotiating uh, to get the doors to open for us. You know, and once once we get through and we, we've proven ourselves, you know, a lot of the walls are knocked down and things get easier for us. But we all we all did, weren't born DJs. We all came up to the rank and file. And it took a lot of time, and a lot of work and a lot of effort for us to be our own boss and to wear all the hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that speaks to to our resiliency and being able to to persevere through the opposition and just say, you know, if you have a bad day, you pick it up, you start again the next day, and you put it right back on the rails and and keep it moving forward. Yeah, I agree because I mean, how many people do we know that are not in this business anymore? They folded up their tent, they're gone, and we're still here. I mean. A lot of great points, guys. I wish I could say that I've had difficulties in life, but it's been great for me. I'm you, uh, you, at all. Don't don't be Mr. <laughs> Mr. Modest Mouse over there. Jesus. Yeah. I just I, I know you better than that. <laughs> no, I just I, I I just think my opinion just my opinion i don't know maybe you guys can shed some light after the on this after i say this but i think in my opinion that 
you have to be born with a, with a, a certain attitude. Uh, and I think I was blessed with that. Yeah, you I, have I, the right attitude. You always have. I, yeah, I mean, I just, I was not the least bit scared with that little cancer scare, let, let alone the other stuff. When, I'm not even thinking about the cancer. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, I mean, well, you've been um, through yeah, the other stuff. stuff. Yeah, they're, they're in their hurdles, you know, and I just, I've never looked at things as problems. I don't, I, I don't particularly care for that word. Um, they're just, um, you know, situations and difficulties that are in search of a solution. And that's what I do. I, I, I find solutions one way or another. And I, I think all of us do that here. I've seen every one of you do that. Can I, can I show a private moment? <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. You can you can even tell secrets if you want. I, I don't. Well, care. I'm going to tell I'm going to tell a book. secret that you and I kept. Uh, oh, not really yeah, a yeah. secret, but something people don't know. Oh, okay. What happens in so, Vegas. So yeah, I know that one time so, in band camp. <laughs> how he how he is it, he does have the right attitude, you know, and everybody has a bad day, and how he's no exception to that, and and that's mm -hmm. okay. It's an average. How many good days yeah. do you have versus bad days? And how he has many more good days than he does bad days. Yes. If you can say that, you're good. Mm -hmm. Now, I know what he's been through in his life. We've talked. I, I know how he, and I, and I don't want to, mm -hmm. uh, how do I want to say, I, I, I don't want to breach any trust in sharing any of this stuff with you, but I will say that he's been no, through I'm more than book. most. He's been through more than most. So I get a call, I don't know, two years ago. Maybe a little more, a little more. Howie is like, dude, I got cancer. I'm like, okay, tell me about it. Well, you know, I got to go through this treatment thing and all this. And I'm like, okay, Howie. So when the treatment's over, what's the prognosis? He's like, oh, well, it'll be fine because it's, it, but I got to go through this. I'm like, dude, shut up. You're going to be fine. You, that's the only part that you needed to say that I needed to hear, stop your whining and do it because, mm. because how we can do that. He, he, he just needed, I, I think he needed to hear it from me. Maybe he did. Maybe I was being a bad friend, but I really just thought, dude, that's the most important part that, that there's yeah, going to be okay. There's light. You're going to be fine. It's going to suck for oh, now, yeah. but you're going to be fine in the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we talk to each other. I guess. Yeah, we do though. I mean, yeah. and that's, uh, that's the value, um, you know, that Eric brought up about, you know, we can't do this. I can't do this alone. You know, I mean, to just to even bounce personal things off of people, you know, so that we can go out with a genuine smile and entertain yeah. people. I mean, sure. Jay, Feel confident I about mean, ourselves. Right. Now, Jay, your, your wife went through that cancer uh, treatments as well just recently, and you still had to go out and perform and, you know, put on a good show for people. And But she, that's uh, the I beauty of that relationship. I mean, yeah. you know, my wife's my best friend, and I call, <laughs> I call most, if not all of you, friends. But yeah. you know what? I grew up in a very small family. And I don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, I've got friends, like if I called Brian at three in the morning and said, I need two grand 
and I need it 10 minutes ago. He's one of like four people on the planet I know that would be like, where do I send it? Yeah, who told like, you that shit? Yeah. But that's my point. There, there's Ryan. levels, <laughs> right? There's different levels. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't physically seen Pulse, Christian, in physically seen him in two years. But right. I talk to him almost every day. Talk to him every couple of days, whatever. But with Michelle, we viewed it as, you know, we just need to go through this. You guys don't know this. I'll let you in really quick. My youngest son, Colin, was a C-section. So we knew the date of his birth. Like we went to the doctor like, okay, October 6th, in eight months, you're going to have a baby. Oh, what time? 8 a.m. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Welcome to modern medicine. <laughs> and I said to, I said right then and there, I said, that's a Thursday. I'm going to probably book a Friday, Saturday wedding. Do you want me to block those dates? No, no, no. You need to work. Okay. And that was the same thing with going through the cancer treatment. I went to every doctor's appointment, except I think one, because they were always during the week. I was there mm -hmm. for both surgeries. I was, I didn't go to any of the radiation because it was always midday, you know, for 10 minutes and whatever. But she was very clear up front about, yeah, you don't have a gig that day. Like she would say to me, you don't have a gig that day, do you? You're not doing a happy hour that day, are you? Or whatever. And I think that it's, that gave me the, the, the foresight into seeing the future because she didn't call herself dying. She called herself, I have to make appointments. Let's make it so that it works for both of us. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's, that's really all you can do. I mean, you know, always outnumbered, never outgunned. I, it's I really hate that expression, but it, yeah. inside my head, I'll say that to myself sometimes and be like, mm -hmm. always outnumbered, never outgunned, meaning you can do this because you have to pep talk yourself. Well, I, I, think cancer, it, I, like, I think it's, it's real interesting when I listen to the stories that everyone's told tonight, how sometimes and we're all doing it. We talk about, you know, almost, I, I call them the hero stories. They're, you know, when, when you just go from here to, you know, rock stardom and you totally hit it. But I think the truth is for me, anyway, my truth is my goal is to survive it. That's mm -hmm. my only goal. I want to survive it. I want to survive the day. I want to survive the gig. I want to survive the conflict. I want to survive the circumstances in front of me. Mm -hmm. It's all I want to do is survive them. If they're successful or not, that's another thing. And, and, and you know, surviving them is, is a degree of success. But to say they're knocked out of the park sometimes isn't fair. Surviving is step one. Now, if you survive them and they go incredibly well, great. You got a rock star story to tell. You got a hero story to tell. But for me, it's really, honestly, the first step is just surviving it. Just getting get through, through that, it. Yeah. yeah. Just ask, now, I get me, through it. Let me ask you, folks. Uh, when I said that was just my opinion, you know, that, you know, people are born with that. Do, do you think that people can learn to be resilient? I have. Oh, yeah. I absolutely have. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I, you can make a, people believe in themselves because I think too many people quit that don't believe in themselves. It's conditioning, Howie. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. you know, you hear the stories about people who are in the military who, you know, they go in and they're afraid of this and they're not strong, all this, and they come out, you know, they've been broken down and built back up into something different and mm. to something better and to something more resilient and to mm -hmm. something that's more confident. 
I can remember a time when I was somebody who I, I, I guess looking back, I, I, I wasn't proud of. And then I met some people and they had a certain disposition about them that I really admired. And I thought, well, I want to be like this person. I want to be positive mm-hmm. like this person. I want to be happy like this person. I want to be confident like this person. And I, and I want to be just happy for those around me like this person is. I was jealous of people. I was trying to get what I could get and what's in it for me. And, and I met people that changed that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my core has always been me, but I feel like I've been influenced by others to be better. And so, yeah, I, I don't know that it's necessarily a, a disposition mm. from birth. I think it can be a learned behavior, especially if you want it. Well, yeah, learned behavior. That's a good point. You know, maybe we should make a course and some DVDs on how to be resilient and we can all be rich and sell them. We'll sell them. I, I don't want to. Cut well, let's make one called how to have a moral compass and <laughs> that, sell it. That's a well, good one. I'm with you. I like that one. I don't want to cut anyone's legs out, but I use this expression around the kids all the time and it tends to be too truthful and too accurate. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Well, yeah. And the, the point simply being, mm-hmm. just like Brian said, when you meet up with the right people, if you're around people that are working hard, they're successful, they have good compasses, mm-hmm. they're striving, you're not going to stay with them very long if you don't adapt to their environment. If you don't go, mm-hmm. that's what I want too. I want the nice house. I want the pretty wife. I want the cool car. How am I going to get there? Well, they're all working five jobs. They're not going out drinking every Friday and Saturday night. You know, they're not doing this, this, and this. They don't take for granted that every day is a gift. And I mean, let's face it, you know, you guys realize we're coming up on two years of us doing this. (laughs) Like two years because of situations that were given to us by the planet. And yet we're still here kind of smiling and looking forward to, I mean, I'm excited today. I'm just like, okay, I got to make sure I make Howie's show. I got my show tomorrow night. Like, you know, granted, Mm -hmm. as you guys know, and if you don't, I'll disclose very quickly. I do make hundreds of thousands of dollars through my contract with John Young. But outside of that, I do it for the love. It's not Mm -hmm. just about the hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's for the love. But you're going to hear something. I'm going to hear Eric make a comment, and I'm going to put it in the back and go, I'm going to take that. John John C. made a comment a couple weeks ago that I started doing today where I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I see. Okay, that's cool. Go back to Billboard Top 100 for every year going back to like the 70s. Let me see what I do have. Let me see what I need to get. Let me make some better crates. Mm -hmm. You know, Howie's obviously, you know, created some amazing programs on my lights. Brian has been a rock that I've looked to over the years to bounce things off of and take advice from and kind of go, hey, man, how would you, how would you do this? Well, to be honest with you, I would do this because here's a guy, let's be blunt, he's got one hand that's really working for him. And he's taking the alternator out of his Chevy Suburban, but yet his comeback to me now will be, dude, it's three bolts and it's right on top. Even he downplays the accomplishment. But it's inspirational that I can't go out and do the brake pads on a Jeep Grand Cherokee when Brian can, with one hand, take out an alternator. So it's that constantly revisiting the inspiration of this is what makes you resilient, is your surroundings, the people you look up to, mm-hmm. and the people that you can draw from, the people what, you can take things from. Something that I want to stress, and, and I won't take 
too much of the airtime here, but I don't want anybody to ever, ever, ever think that resilience is a contest. I mean, right. you handle what you can handle. Your right. hardship is your hardship. It's no mm. worse or better or greater or lesser than mine or Howie's or anybody else's. That's so, true. you know, my, my brother, you know, he had cancer mm. and, and he was talking about, you know, his struggles and what he was going through. And he was like, well, you know, I know you go through worse than that. I'm like, well, hold on a minute, dude. This is not a competition here. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah right. You're having a hard time. It has nothing to do with the hard time I've had. Let's not try to be judgy with this shit. You know, it's you, you it's, put your head down at the end of the day and you have to live with your decisions. But knowing what you're willing to put up with. You know, real quick, I saw an interview with a professional golfer and they said, you know, a lot of people play golf now. It's a huge game on the weekends. People go play golf. You're a professional. What makes you a professional versus the guy that plays every weekend? He goes, I'm willing to put up with the boredom. What do you mean? He goes, there are days that I spend eight straight hours with one club hitting the same ball the same way. And I've done that hundreds of thousands of times. He goes, that's why I'm a pro, because I'm willing to put up with the boredom yeah. of doing this consistently and continuously to get to where I am. The guys that play on the weekend, they're not willing to do that. So they're happy with where they are and they should be, but I wanted more. So it's not a competition, but if you're willing to go through more, if you're willing to be that guy that's up at 6 a.m. running, answering emails, doing that, I envy you. Even though it's not a competition, because I can draw inspiration. Oh no, no, I, 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 I was you know? referring to to just hardships. Oh no, not, I totally right, agree. Right. But I, I, I think there are times about, you become inspirational you know, in. because of your hardships, mm -hmm. Brian. I watch the way mm -hmm. you handle things. I've never, in all these years, I've never once heard you complain. I've never once heard you whine about, man, I really wish. I remember the video I, where you went driving, like a couple months after having a. Okay, <laughs> just rumor them one time, and you. No, I stayed at his house. No. <laughs> and the thing about him is, he is the small spoon. And that's really appreciated when you're a guest at someone's house. Because, you know, you're alone and you're like, you know, oh, okay, there's Brian. But no, I think we're very fortunate to have the people around us that we have. And in today's technology, where we can instantly go and do a chat. I mean, I don't for one minute take for granted how fortunate I am to have you guys in my life, to have my wife and kids in my life. Yeah, it's been 2021 has been a terrible year. It's also been one of the busiest years I've ever had. So I have to come mm -hmm. to grips with that somehow. And I'll, I'll take my licks and I'll cry in private and I'll do my thing here and there. But it, it, it will be because I look at to others and say, they've gone through more. Who am I to complain? How dare I whine about, oh, I can't get this to work today. When other people barely have a pot to in and they're still going mm -hmm. forward and I draw from them and I, t and I pray that at the end of their day, they're a step ahead of where they started. I don't want to get preachy, but. Oh, if you sorry. take inspiration from it, that's cool. But yeah. I, I, I can't stress it enough. It is still not a competition. Just because you think somebody has it worse than you does not make the, your problems any less than they really are no your you problems your are family. as big as your right. problems are and you handle them the way you handle them and it's okay yeah. and it's perfectly it's okay. okay yeah no if it, you cry you cry and if you laugh you whatever laugh. Yeah. whatever whatever you have to do to get through that wall. lose your shit lose your shit yeah. i i do it's but just whatever. when it's all said and done when you right. get to that wall if you can't go over it if you can't go around it 
you're going to eventually have to go through it. What I said Once you go me. through one, you'll go through the next and the next and the next. I the wouldn't next. go through the wall. I would do because each and every one of you. In You'd here, rig some electrical are, thing that would bounce you no, up and over the wall. No, I would. What I would do is I would call on each and every one of you in this room because I know that you're givers and you're helpers. And I would say, can you help me get over that wall? Well, with what I, I know, the every, you, yeah. everybody here has helped someone along the way. What I said I, to you earlier, you know, in our conversation, Howie. Yes. What I said to you about, dude, what's the problem? It wasn't relative to my hardships. It was relative to your hardships. So I want to make that crystal clear. I wasn't comparing my life to his life. I was looking at his life and thinking, dude, what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. That's just to be clear on that. I, I wasn't trying to, well, I've had a stroke and you're complaining about this. I, I would never be that guy. Unless I, you're begging for money, and then that, I will be that guy. No, but that's that that's never, my point too, Brian. You've never, never crossed my mind. No, and Howie's but never. But now that it's in anything. there, <laughs> yeah, now it's, the seed has been planted. I need two thousand dollars. <laughs> right. No, but you watch people like I watched Eric when this whole thing jumped off, and all of a sudden I'm like, "What the hell?" Eric's got like four thousand feet of screen, and he's doing drive-in theaters up in Sarah. What? What? Wait, what? That's just Where did what he pull that off? <laughs> But that's that's the thing. And I watched John go on Twitch three nights a week for a year and a half without missing a beat. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on the business. But the business ended last week with my last wedding until next year. Hence why mm -hmm. I'm suddenly starting to be like, wow, Jay's back on Twitch. What's this all about? I well, you got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. but, but I didn't want to lose steps. I didn't want to take that. Like I watch a lot of people go, yeah. Hey man, I had two weddings last weekend. The wife and I are going to go to a hotel for three days. I'm like, why? And I've had guys younger than me say to my face, man, I can't do this two weddings in a row thing. How many do you want a year? I said, I want 150. They're like, wait, what? I said, I want three Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're like, you're kidding. I'm like, no, because at this much money, this is how much I could put away for retirement yeah. and the kids yeah. college. And I, I'll do the work. You guys have seen me at these trade shows. First in, last out, two hours sleep, doesn't matter. I have a job to do, and that's wholly most important to me because no matter how you cut it, at the end of it, it's you that's responsible for you. I, would like I to, can't blame the hangover. I can't blame the this and that. <laughs> I would like to address what you said about Eric, where you were saying how you know we were here one minute and the next minute he's got these screens and he's doing drive-in movies and stuff yeah remember i yeah but you know what I, I don't think i've ever said this publicly and i want you to hear this eric that did not even kind of surprise me that you did that like it yeah. wasn't like, oh my gosh i can't believe he's doing that i'm looking like mm -hmm. of course he's doing that he's a super because that's guy. who eric is yeah he pivots <laughs> like you want to do he something pivots. but yeah. he's doing the, the he just Twitch said thing. it there you go, Howie. Let's wrap. You should almost wrap on that. You know what this show is about? Resilience. And you know what it came down to? I had to do something. I That's resilience. Something. Right. That's the definition of resilience. I had mm. to do something. Because we're entertainers. We're performers. That's what we do. Okay. You've watered it down now. You should have <laughs> left on the hit. Do, I gave you the way out. <laughs> we want a fortune cookie. All hey, you're talking to the guy that can't stop talking. When he gets to the point, he should just walk away. Trust me. I know what the point was. That reminds me. One time I was driving my car and it was about 78, 79. To band camp? <laughs> okay. Self-aware. It's important. All right. Hey, 
seriously, it is a good uh, uh, spot to end on. And hey, I've learned something myself that I guess it is possible to learn resilience. Um, I happen to be fortunate enough to be resilient at a real early age. And I want to thank each and every one of you tonight and for your viewership out there. And as Brian says, we really do appreciate you folks tuning in and we'll see you next week. Good night, all. Good night.